The frustrating thing for me, there's this quote by Thoreau, Henry David Thoreau. He said, most men live in quiet desperation and go to the grave with the song still in them. Good morning, good afternoon, hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me, Doug Bennett. Today, I am privileged to be joined by Michael Bibb. Now, Michael is a financial advisor. Our paths crossed because we're both members of the Million Dollar Roundtable, which is the premier association of financial professionals. And that puts us in easily in the top 5% of financial advisors globally. Now, the other thing that we have in common is Michael is an author, his new book, The Rocky Project, and you won't believe how much difficulty he got getting that through compliance. And, you know, we all are aware of the Rocky films and all the rest of it. So he's had trouble using Rocky, but he'll tell us what Rocky is all about. The guy is an inspiration. And over to you, Michael. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, what, what's been going on, but more importantly, the Rocky Project. What's that? Thanks for that, Doug. So let, let's start at the beginning. I'm just a real simple lad from Coventry. As you may be aware, the symbol for Coventry is the phoenix, which I think it's, it's a great emblem or symbol rather in that, you know, kind of when you're down, you can always rise up, you know, you can always emerge. So yeah, I come from a really humble background. And really grateful for that because it made me appreciate actually what I have. My grandparents always said to me, you can do anything you put your mind to. What I didn't realize is that several years later, I would put my mind to becoming an Ironman athlete and I'd be an ultra runner, which as you know, I don't have a svelte-like frame. Train my mind, Doug. So my grandparents were right. You know, I I do put my mind to it. And I think if you hear Kelly Holmes or other really great athletes and like her, they talk about 80-20, that it's mostly in the mind. So I've used that and I took up the Ironman challenge just for your little listeners here when I was 46 years old and I couldn't really swim, not a great cyclist, not a great runner. You know, I just did it. And now I've done six of those and I managed to do something called the Marathon de Sable, which is running across the Sahara with all your kit doing six back-to-back marathons over six days. And how did that bring us to the Rocky Project? Well, what helped me through that is having my own kind of alter ego or hunting brave name, which is Rocky. Always been a big fan of the film. You know, I'm I'm a 70s kid, so the likes of Rocky, Star Wars, and that hero's journey has always resonated with me. So I just started journaling. and And then when you start journaling, when you start thinking about stuff, it's amazing who kind of gravitates towards you. So I've written, literally written about my inspirations and some of the stuff that I've done. So I could be hopefully a torchbearer saying, look, if I can do this, you can do it. Or, you know, what is your version of an Iron Man? Or, you know, if you think you're too old for stuff, you're never too old, but the thing starts with the thought. And uh, if you see yourself across the line, you'll get there. So the book really is a, is a combination of some of my adventures, some of the all-time greats like Muhammad Ali, Shakespeare, Winston Churchill, Marie Curie, and we kind of distill some of the ingredients. Now, we know that there's no secret sauce, yeah? but if there were a secret sauce, 
what would some of those ingredients be? And I would suggest some of those are mindsets and some of those, you know, are, dare I say, challenge and suffering. So we've done our best to distill that in a book, hopefully as a great jumping off place for, for your listeners. There's a couple of things to pick out of that. The one which, you know, turned the corner of my mouth up was the Michael isn't your typical ultra runner. He really isn't. And that is the incredible thing about this. When you, when you think about it, you know, ultra marathons, the six marathons across the desert. Okay. That, that takes an immense amount of courage. It, it takes what well, an incredible amount of preparation, I would imagine, but you, you, you put it down to mindset predominantly. Yeah. And that, I think a lot of people should take from this is we are infinitely more capable of doing stuff than we we ever believe. I mean, you know, I've, I've coined the phrase, I think we use the frosting on the snow on the tip of the iceberg of our capability, most of us. There is so much more that we can do. And to start thinking about running across the desert at 40 Five, 46 years of age? Uh, you know, that one was, uh, that was 2019, so I was 49 then. Oh, oh, 49. 49, <laughs> folks. Look, so that's one of the things about goals and goal setting. It's like, I think the critical thing is the mindset side of things. Now, I, ordinarily, I would say to people, have you got any big, hairy, audacious goals? But I think, well, you've nailed some big ones there, really. Six marathons across the desert. That is incredible. But have you got any others going on at the moment? We're going to come back to the Rocky Project because, uh, you know, I'd like you to share what that stands for and what that means. But, but what's your, your next big, hairy, audacious goal ahead of um, you? So last year I did three Ironman events in three months. So an Ironman, um, for your listeners, is a 2.4-mile swim. Then you jump on a bike, you do 112 miles, and then you run a marathon at the end of it. So it's 140.6 miles. Now, when I first heard about this, I said, no way. You know, open water swimming for someone that's naturally petrified of that was a big ask. So something else I'll throw into the mix about goals is that you need to know your why. And I think it, it's really helpful if you have your own inspiration, your own mentor. And for me, that was Team Hoyt, which again, if your listeners haven't come across them, this is a father and son team from Boston, Rick and Dick Hoyt. And Rick was born with cerebral palsy. He's a quadriplegic. And when I was putting up resistance about doing an Ironman, a friend showed me this father and son team just with the dad swimming across this lake. Your camera pans down, you see the rope around his waist. It's attached to a dinghy with his adult quadriplegic son in there swimming across the lake, towing his son. If he can do that, then surely, you know, I, I must be able to do it. So they're massive heroes of mine. And in fact, I'm speaking in Boston, which is their hometown. So they're basically the heart of, of my speech there. They really helped me. And I, I was petrified, but I went and did it. And then I did a couple of the harder ones like Ironman Wales, Ironman Norway. I sadly lost my mom in 2020. Her favorite number was three. So again, coming back to why, I thought, man, I, I, need, to, I need to do something for Ma. So I did the three in, in three months. So this year I'm doing four in four months. And, and hopefully at the end of the year, I'm doing something called the Everest Trail Race, which is 158 kilometers up and around Everest. It sounds 
a bit scary. You know, we're not going up to base camp or anything like that, but you can imagine there's lots of elevation, lots of lack of oxygen, etc. But I, I just want to see if I've got the minerals, Doug. So did anybody, anybody else listening sort of get hairs on the backs of their arms or, you know, sort of the goosebumps as Michael was telling that story about team? Was there? H-O-Y-T. They're on YouTube. Yes, they're incredible. You know, so I think we all put limitations on what we're capable of and and you just need some kind of inspiration along the way just to just to get rid of the imposter syndrome that we all carry with us from time to time. But I like that. And now you're going up and around Everest. So how high is this challenge? It, it, it's pretty high. I, uh, f- from what I can see, and I've, I've had a look, there's some of it, some of the races on YouTube. From what I can see, you're just in normal running gear. You still have to have a little running bag. You do get fed on this one, which Marathon de Sable, you had to carry all your own food a bit lighter, but you, you'll be going up, yeah, you know, 10, I don't know, 12,000 meters, something like that, I'm guessing. Okay, so that's a big, hairy, audacious goal. I think that's like knocked that out of the park there, but anything bigger, you know? I mean, you know, is that, you know, that's just a weekend sorted, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think the fear, though, comes in, I, I mean, the height for the Everest Railways will be the height. I can't change that, so... If it's going to be 5,000 meters, 10,000 meters, 15,000 meters, I can't change that. But what I can change is what version of me shows up. And if I was to carry any kind of fear, there's obviously a big difference between fear and respect. But if I was to pack a whole load of fear on there, that would just weigh me down. Whereas I've already seen myself across the finishing line. I think that helps that for any goal. Also, I want to make my mom and my grandparents and my kids and my wife proud of me. So I'm a kind of guy that if I say I'm going to do something, then I do it. So that comes with a lot of pressure. And when you keep jacking up these goals, but I would rather fail, Doug. I'd rather fail at something great, yeah, rather than succeed on being mediocre. Oh, I love that. You're full of these, aren't you? These one-liners, you were sharing a few before we started the podcast, we try and drag those back in again, because we we all need some inspiration. And that certainly is. Now, when you're doing these goals yeah right and it seems like you do have lots of them do you do you write them down have you got some kind of planner that you use in that respect or is it sort of predominantly visualization and vision boards how do you work well, it yeah well for uh, for an ironman race i I've, I've been taught how i've learned the best way you you go in with an a race yeah this 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 is what i'd ideally like this is my outcome and for an ironman you obviously need to think right What's my time on the swim? What's my time on the bike, run, etc. But also, what's your time in transition? Yeah, because that's the fourth discipline. If you start ignoring any of those four pieces, it could easily come undone. And so then, when you think it back, you need to make sure you invest in the right kit. Because you know, if you don't have your tri suit, for example, or your wetsuit, that could be a very short <laughs> day for you. So I, I think preparation is obviously key. Getting that A race, you know, this, this, if I could get this race, this would be amazing. But then I also write out my B race and say, well, you know, if things don't go my way, let's say there's a puncture or, you know, life happens, what would I settle for? So A and B race. And what I've learned, and it was only two years ago, is don't take any secret goals. The, the goals you have, get them in your A and B race. If, for example, you've written your A race 
and this obviously isn't about Iron Man. This is about life, really. If you know, I want to get a promotion, or I want to get a recognition, or I want to get cash, etc. So let it be that. Don't think, oh, you know, I, I said I wanted that promotion, but I didn't really want that promotion. I really wanted that one because when you get this, you'll just be dissatisfied because it's not that secret goal. So I think dealing with secret goals is really important. You know, if it's your goal, make it your A goal. Don't go harboring any other noise or cloud because it would just get in the way of your A goal. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you don't mind me just spending a few moments to tell you about my new book. I'm very excited. It's called Think Simple, Win Big, How to Build the Business of Your Dreams with a Few Simple Goals. And it's a rewrite of my original book, Goals Do Come True. And it's especially available for entrepreneurs, either new entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs who want to get the fundamentals right with their business. So if you are interested in getting your hands on a copy, go to my website, www.dougbennett.co.uk. Anyway, let's go back to the podcast. I think that's a very valuable thing. And for the listeners, your secret goal, the secret goal that you were talking about there was higher than the regular goal. And that's the important thing. So, you know, if you're going to go for this, go for it. Yeah. That's the thing. I think that's the message there. So let's go back to Rocky. Mm. And we're going to call you Rocky Bib. But <laughs> we have to stop there because, you know, obviously it's Rocky Balboa, but. We're going to go with Rocky Bib. So what does Rocky stand for and what, what the different parts of Rocky? Because I know it's a it's an acronym that you've developed. Yeah, it is an acronym I, I've developed, but I, I guess I do need to acknowledge that, you know, when I was a kid, I had the Rocky poster on my wall. I think I even named a Budgie Rocky, believe it or not. And as legend has it, I watched the film so many times that when the Bill Conti going to fly theme that, you could hear the little claws around the sandpaper as the budgie was doing the lap. So when I say I'm a fan, I'm obviously a fan. And I only came across this kind of alter ego myself, this hunting brave name, when we were doing something called the Lakes Challenge, which was doing 54 miles, 24 hours over the Highlands back in 2009. And as I mentioned about journaling and doing it, well, actually, what does that mean? having an alter ego, a hunting brave name, I think what it means to me is it, you can actually find something in yourself when the chips are low and when you're struggling and suffering. And so I came up with this mnemonic, really. So the R in Rocky is for rise. So some people would have those as objectives or super objectives. You know, what is it you want to do? Where do you want to go? What do you want to achieve? And when you're on that journey, the O for Rocky comes in as the obstacle. So what's getting in your way? What is the obstacle? And then there's the, uh, the C, which is the choices. How are you going to react to this obstacle? Are you just going to say, oh, you know, I got off the plane in Kathmandu and I had a bit of a sore tummy, so you know, I'm not going to do the Everest race. Or do you say, actually, yeah, I've got a choice here. Either take some, some stuff at the tummy and do it. But what the Rocky Project hopefully means for most people is that Yes, there is an obstacle, but you've got the choice. So the only choice is, do you go under it, over it, around it, smash it? K is for Kaizen, which is a great Japanese word for continuous improvement. And I think in our world right now, 
most people don't work on themselves. They think, oh, come, you know, I'm done. I'm done. And I, I think that's where coming back to your potential in people or capabilities, people just stop or they, they settle. And I, I think if you keep working on yourself, whatever it is, whether you're playing guitar, whether you're a financial advisor, whether you're a runner, whether you're whatever it is, you have to keep working on yourself. And so you've had the ROCK and the why there is for you, because all of those things really center around you and what your goals are. And again, coming back to how people view themselves, how do you view you and on your journey, what, what are you still left to do? You know, what's, what's there to achieve what, and recognize what's getting in your way and then make a choice and do something about it. Cause it's in your hands. Oftentimes people don't feel they've got the power and that's a huge frustration for me. You know, we could all be masters of self-limiting beliefs, you know? Yes. Yes. Too hard, too long, etc. So, so the Rocky project hopefully is a rope that I'm throwing out to people just like the Hoyts threw a rope to me and say, yes, you can. If we can, you can. So I'm throwing that rope down to people saying, you can too, whatever it is you want to do. It doesn't need to be about uh, ultra stuff or Iron Man stuff. That was my thing. That was my, if you like, renaissance. But there, there's a rope there and hopefully hopefully, some inspiration and wisdom to help people on their way. Sounds good. You know, I mean, we're going to make sure that the link to the book, because you can buy the book, it's available on Amazon. We'll make sure that there's a link in the show notes. He's already got bestseller status in a couple of categories, but, you know, hey, Needs all the help he can get. We all need all the help we can get in that respect. So no, that, so that's good. We'll make sure that that's available. But I think people, you know, need to take some kind of inspiration from this. They need to consider starting. I think you've got to start. I mean, where did you start with? You know, now we've done you know six marathons across the desert, but. What did you start with? When did you start and what did you start with so that people can go, oh, I could do that? Yeah, I think it was that legs challenge. I did it with three friends and it was all about the journey and it was all about doing it together. And then one hogmanate, I was up in Scotland with my, my dear cousin, Jason, family and friends. And one of his friends said, listen, myself and some other police officers were going to be doing the London to Paris cycle. So this was in 2012. And he said, you guys are doing it as well. I said, don't even have a bike. So we said, yes, obviously, but we had no bike. We had no idea if we could do it. And where did that lead us to? Well, we had a great time going from the O2 arena to the Eiffel Tower. And maybe it's fate or universe or I, I don't know. I think everyone needs to make their mind up. But for me, there was a big nudge. We'd finished and we're having a beer on the Champs-Élysées. And it was the year that Bradley Wiggins was coming in. He had won and he was bringing the tour in on the Champs-Élysées. And even though I'm not a great cyclist, I'm still not a great cyclist. In fact, I would say below average still. I'm not being humble. It's just that's the way it is. Because I, I hardly hesitate before saying this because I don't want to give the wrong impression. But I hardly train. You should really do... 10 to maybe 16 hours a week training. I probably average around four to six, I would say, when I am training. So I'm obviously blessed with, you know, some good gift. Connect. Or maybe I'm just stubborn, Doug, who knows? Yeah, well, well, mindset. I mean, you might have nudged on it there earlier. It is mindset. Yeah, yeah. It's so a it's huge that. difference. Yeah. But this back, back, back to this, you know, back this. Paris. Paris. Yeah. So we're there having a beer and I just, guys, I, I just don't want it to end. And, 
I think the key thing there, Doug, is you know, where did it all begin? Maybe it properly began there because I started to believe that I could. And over another beer, we said, well, if you want to keep going, where, where's the end destination? And it was never about the end destination. Yeah? We, we decided it would be in the Colosseum at Rome. So then each year we'd meet up and we'd, you know, we did London to Paris, then Paris, Geneva, then Geneva, Venice. And then the last year was to be Venice, Rome. And just getting a bike and saying, go that way across Europe. There's quite a lot of roads and a lot of wrong turns you can take, but it wasn't actually about that. It was A, being with friends. It was doing something that we hadn't met anyone that ever done that before. We were controlling it and we were also raising a lot of cash at the time as well. So I think over those three or four years, we did, I think, three or four charities raised in excess of 100K. So it wasn't just about lads on bikes mm-hmm. or whatever. We, we, we hopefully created that, that ripple. So I think I, yeah, perhaps the genesis for that was, was in Paris. And, and it, it never stopped because the actual next thing was we touched the Coliseum Right, what's what's next? And one of the guys said Iron Man, and yeah. here we are, full circle as to where we are today. Okay, so let's go back to the lakes then. What was that challenge? You had like a team of four or five, and it was a a walk and then a cycle. But the weather was so bad, Doug, you had to carry your cycle for at least I would say seventy percent of the time. It was awful. Okay. And then there's a little kayak across Windermere. So that was really, I guess, us in our forties, you know, pretending to be boy scouts. That, that was the I kind of, I, w- I wouldn't say that was a challenge per se, but it was a lot of fun and, and you were still testing yourself. And I think all of this is about testing yourself. I don't, I don't think we should stop testing ourselves because you really, you know, talk about your iceberg. You, you only get to see the, the, the small piece at the top. We are so much more deeper, so much more capable. And that's if, if your listeners get anything from it, it would be just keep going and, you know, keep digging just to see, you know, what you've got inside you. Yes. And you will find that there's a lot. Yes. If you choose, because it is just simply a choice, you know, to do these things. Yeah. So that's, so that's good. Right. So let's ask you a goal setting, Michael, Rocky, yep. Bib, <laughs> Nugget. So something people should know about goal setting that we haven't touched on already, but everybody in the world should, should know this golden nugget from Michael. I think if it, if it doesn't hurt or if you don't suffer through some of it, it's not big enough. Well, that was succinct, wasn't it? <laughs> Needs exploration, but I do get that. I like that. You know, if you're not, if you're not suffering, it's not hard enough. And that could be physical. It could be mental because there are mental challenges out there. We're all, you know, that there's, I, I believe 70% of us over the last two years have suffered with a little bit of um, a mental challenge during the pandemic. And I think having goals certainly will help. It's not the cure-all, but, you know, having something that you're aiming for, something that you're looking towards, something that you're trying to achieve yeah. will will push back your doubts. You're still going to have them but because everybody has doubts. Uh, I mean, you probably still got a degree having done everything that you've done. Well, no, tell me, let's not make an assumption. Do you suffer from imposter syndrome? 
I do. I do. When it comes to the Ironman races, just so your listeners know, I, you know, I'm not in any danger of winning any of these. I, I tend to, you, you get 17 hours, it depends on the race, but it's generally about 17 hours. So I tend to come in around the kind of 14, 15. And in fact, for Ironman Wales, which was brutal, I think that was 16 hours and 12 minutes. So, you know, there's a lot of guys there who they're chasing times and, you know, they're just, they're mustard. They look, they look like a, 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 an athlete. The big difference is though, that I, I think like an athlete. And when, when I mentioned about suffering, I, I think you're right. There is the, there is the physical suffering for certain things. There's mental suffering. I also think there's emotional suffering. And I, uh, one of the reasons, particularly with the, the clients that, that I work with, if they want to, and this is kind of on a, on a, a coaching front that, that, that there's, there's also there's something about pride and there's something about embarrassment that if people have had a good go at something and it hasn't worked out, it's like, I'm done. And it takes so much more effort going back, lifting it up. And again, you know, I, I think everyone loves Rocky because he's an underdog. And I, I, I believe that we are all underdogs. And there's another great, well, it's a Japanese saying actually, is fall down seven, but get up eight. And I think that that resolve that people need in themselves, whether it's embarrassment or pride or shame or what, however you want to do it, I think people need to find that thing in them because if they do show up again after all that's gone on and they do that thing, that's the stuff that when they're sat on the park bench in their 70s, 80s, 90s, feeding the birds, saying, oh, I'm so glad I did that. And that is, you like, that's their Champs-Élysées moment, mm -hmm. you know? Because they did it. And the frustrating thing for me, there's this quote by Thoreau, Henry David Thoreau. He said, most men live in quiet desperation and go to the grave with the song still in them. Now, if that's true, Doug, if that's most men, or let's just say most people, that's at least 51% of everyone you know, friends, family, 51% of everyone I know. I just feel duty bound just to, if you like, you know, arm people with their own pickaxes to dig through that frosting, as you called it, that mm. surface ice, and then find out who they really are. You're absolutely right. It, it's that average, you know, and you say most people, it's only 51%, but I imagine it's actually considerably higher than that, that figure. It's 70, 80, or 90, sadly. So that'll be us on this mission between okay. us. Yeah. to, you know, put it right. We'll set our goals. We'll get people on the Rocky project so that they've got the inward steel to be able to, you know, carry these things forward. We'll create some goals along the way. As I say, my stuff is always available in the show notes. We'll make sure that Rocky Bibbs info's available within the show notes. And all I can do is say, look, Michael, thank you very much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And we'll be having a beer in Boston, no doubt, when we attend the MDRT meeting, if not beforehand. But thanks very much for joining me. Well, thanks for letting me share, Doug. It's, it's been great. And I hope I haven't bored your, your listeners with, you can, you can, you can, because you know what? They can. That's the crazy thing, people. You can. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 